Okay, we are going to continue on. We are nearing the end of Gospel of John. Um, we're going to pick up uh, chapter 20, and we're going to continue working our way through the New Testament, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Let's begin with uh, verse 1. Early on Sunday morning while it came, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. And they were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings laying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings laying there. While the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings, then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and he saw and believed. For until then they still had hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. I want to make a quick note there that um that head cloth um is still documented and, and reserved in, in history um, that was in Jesus's tomb. Um, and real quick, I just want to say, so there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're all gospels. Um, and what they are is recordings of Jesus's life. Now, John gives a very short and to the point description of the death um crucifixion and resurrection but if you want to find more detailed versions matthew um they believe that matthew was autistic because of the detail um that he wrote but matthew gives a much more detailed account but regardless uh, matthew mark luke and john you have four um first-hand witnesses that are recorded and, and documented in history um of jesus Guys, that's very important. You got four different people. If just say two lied, okay? The chances of four lying about who Christ is and what is taking place is in their uh, accounts all match. They all intertwine. They're all very similar just from maybe different personality, little different perspective, um, but they, they are what they are. Um, so it's solid proof that Christ is who he is and he's doing what he said he would do. Um, the proof is in the pudding and it still stands today. So it's it's very important, you know, to kind of think about those things. Uh, uh, verse three, Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. I already read that. Um, verse eight, I already read that. All right, verse 11. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying and as she wept, she stood and looked in. She saw two white robed angels 
one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been laying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied. And I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you had taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbi, teacher, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brother and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. I love that Jesus is is obviously in a spiritual body, um, and he appears to Mary. Um, super cool, man. It would I couldn't imagine taking it in. Mary thinks he's you know, basically the lawn keeper, you know, if you picture maybe like a a cemetery in a nice garden area. Um, and they used to build tombs and hills and, you know, cover them with large stones. Um, but you, you got Jesus showing himself to Mary and his spiritual body, which I don't know exactly why he didn't want Mary to touch her um, other than, I don't know, the, the reason behind that. Um, but Mary found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. Verse 19, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and on his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So Jesus right here has a very, very holy moment um, with his disciples um, where it says he breathed on them and, and they received the Holy Spirit. And basically, he is equipping the disciples for for ministry and he basically um he basically tells them that that they have the ability you know to forgive people's sins um and basically he is telling them to you know accurately discern through life and and you know navigate um, verse 24, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, 
was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands. Put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in the side. So we see Thomas here, you know, uh, wants proof. He wants solid proof. He wants to touch the wounds. Um, and I'm not going to lie, that may have been me. You know, I mean, it sure is a lot easier to believe when you see it, you know. Um, verse 26, eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe, my Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Um, wow, that's uh, really amazing that Jesus had to appear to Thomas, and he did um, because that's who Jesus is and that's what Jesus does. But Jesus goes on to say that blessed are those who believe without seeing because there are many people who have never had an experience or an encounter with Christ, but yet they still believe and trust him with their lives and they are faithful to him and keep his word. Um, verse 30, the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. I'm going to read that one more time, verse 30 and 31, very powerful. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miracles in addition to the ones in the book. There are miracles that Jesus had done outside of what's in the Bible. See, Jesus' life flowed with miracles. Jesus was a miracle. He had the ability and the power to do miracles because he was showing that, that God was with him. He was trying to reveal that he was the Son of God and that God was with him. And miracles was one of the ways what it took for people to believe. Um. You know, in verse 31, these are written so that you may continue to believe. See, the word of God will build your faith that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name, not just eternal life. You can have life while you're here living on earth. And I believe that is the verse 22 where Jesus breathed on his disciples is life. He was breathing life on them. Jesus' breath was life. Um, you know, and going back to Genesis, uh, you could see God formed man, created man, and breathed life into him. Um, so, you know, that breath 
is life, you know. So Jesus, the Bible, you know, is so important in our walk with God because it, it builds our faith. It, it testifies of who Jesus is, what he done, and it just really uh, brings brings a picture alive of our Savior um, because I, I've had a radical experience with Jesus Christ, um, actually a few of them. Um, but still, as time goes by, those kind of fade. But the Word of God is always a reminder um, of who He is and what He's done. And I can always reflect back and read, and God will use His Word to speak in different ways to us. Um, you know, so that wraps up uh, chapter 20. We see Jesus making appearances after His death, uh, first to Mary. Now we got Him visiting His disciples. Um, not just once, but now twice. Um, Thomas, uh, seen Jesus face to face, got to put his fingers through the nail holes of his hand, touch his side where he was pierced. You know, so we have Jesus. He's showing himself again, uh, getting ready to build his disciples up and launch them into ministry. And we see that the most important thing in, in this chapter, I believe, is is the receiving of the Holy Spirit where Jesus breathed on them. Okay, the only way to receive the Holy Spirit is by Jesus Christ. No man, listen to me, this is very important, because at one time you may end up in a church where you have man trying to hand out the Holy Spirit like a Pez dispenser. Okay, don't believe that. Okay, that's hogwash, that's garbage. No man, woman, child should ever put themselves in the place of Christ and think they could do what Christ has done. Because if they could, there would be no need for Christ himself. Okay? So be very, very mindful. And um, in, in today's day and age, you know, if you study Matthew chapter 24, it will give you all the signs of the end of times, guys, we're, we're living in those times. And what Jesus said is there will be many lying signs. They're lies. They're not real. Um, many wonders, um, you know, false healings, people trying to deliver people of demons. All that stuff is hogwash, okay? Uh, people trying to prophesy, do all these different stupid things. In the name of Jesus, they they are liars um, because they don't have fruit. Their life is not full of love and sacrifice, um, you know, and that they have secrets and sins still active. They're willfully choosing to not be faithful to Christ, you know. So if you pay attention, you'll be able to identify people. Don't just pay attention to their words. Remember, watch how they treat their family. Watch how they treat their children. Um, watch where they're spending their time and their money. And you'll start to kind of get a grip <clears throat> on people. But the Bible instructs us to know those who labor among us. Know the people you're associated with. Um, and, and be sure that bad company corrupts good character. Um, so... Anyways, it's it's amazing. Jesus is back alive at this point in John chapter 20. So our 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 savior is risen and um 
we're getting ready to 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 move on to some exciting things. Um, I look forward to bringing chapter twenty one to you, and I love you because you love God's word. I love studying His word with you. I love delivering His word. Um. So I will see you next time.